Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 20th. In the year of our Lord, 2024, this is our two and two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country. Through so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. We reject revolution unless it's a Jesus revolution. Then we're in. Actually, we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. In short, if it's constitutional, we love it. And if not, we hate it. That's because it's the supreme law of our land, ladies and gentlemen. It's important to understand the supreme law of the land, right? Anyway, last hour, we had an incredible hour with Sheriff Richard Mack. And uh, we talked about Biden freezing up. We talked about the climate change lies. Dennis Prager uh, and company put together an incredible, incredible uh, truth-telling documentary about this. It's five minutes. But it's called The Real Climate Crisis. He says there is one. It's man-made by your government. In governments around the world, it's out of control, and people are going to be starving if we don't get a handle on this soon. Alex Epstein at PragerU.com with that incredible piece. Um, Anyway, they say we've spent billions on climate change based on faulty temperature data. Uh, Anyway, they go into the details on that in the Epoch Times backing up the Dennis Prager piece. Uh, So there you have that. All right, without further ado, we've got a great guest from Idaho on the radio. His name is Dan Wilson. And Dan Wilson is running for, I guess you say, Kootenai County, Idaho. Um, TheIdahoSheriff.com is his website. Welcome to the broadcast, Dan. Hi, Dan. Welcome, sir. Hey, Sam. How are you, sir? Welcome. You're live on the radio. Good. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear me or not. Thank you so much for having me on. We can hear you perfectly, sir. So tell us a little bit about you and kind of your life's history a little bit, just kind of a summary, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, thanks. I hail from originally from Spokane Valley, Washington. I'm the fourth generation Wilson to live on the original Antone Plant homestead. Uh, My grandparents lived over in Cooney County as a kid, uh, traveled back and and forth between the the states. There's, you know, 20 miles difference between Spokane and and Post Falls, Cooney County area. I started my carpentry apprenticeship in Cooney County in 1992, uh, eventually became a journeyman carpenter, started a couple of commercial construction companies, have been highly successful. In about 2011, I was given the opportunity to go to a police academy in Spokane. And uh, after I graduated from the police academy, I was brought on with Spokane Police Department's reserve officer program and worked there for four years until I transferred out to Liberty Lake Police Department where I completed my service of 12 years as an unpaid reserve police officer uh, in March of 2023. And right after that, uh, in November, I made a decision to run for Sheriff of Cooney County. Tell me a little bit about the county then. Is that where Coeur d'Alene is? It is Coeur d'Alene, Hayden, Post Falls, Rathdrum, Spirit Lake. Uh, it's, it's adjacent to the Spokane metro area located in North Idaho. We have gorgeous lakes, beautiful forests. Uh, it's just, it's God's country, and I believe it's the freest 
county in the uh, whole United States. Wow, that's a bold claim. The freest county in the United States? That's something to speak <laughs> of, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. And, now, and, just so, and I do believe it. Just so people understand, too, you can get from Spokane, Washington to Coeur d'Alene really easy. It's not very far. But if you want to go to Boise, you got to go all the way around the Horn, huh? Yeah, it's about a six-and-a-half to eight-hour drive, depending on which route you take. And it's a, it's a long ways away. It's kind of like when, when I lived in Spokane, if people asked you, well, you live in Washington, they, they wanted to know if, if you were close to Seattle. They assume that Spokane's driving, uh, you know, a, a, a 20, 30-minute drive to, to Seattle. We're on the opposite end of the state, and it's similar to us here in Kootenai County. We are on the opposite end of the state. We're up in the panhandle. Boise, of course, is way down south. And I know people are like, wait a minute, isn't Boise northwest Idaho? Yes, it is. But you, you look at the way the terrain is, and it's far between the two if you drive a car. Now, flying distance may not be that far, but but reality is it's a, it's a, it's a drive and a half to get either to Seattle or to that. Um, there's not really, besides Spokane, which isn't that big, there's not really even a big city near, is there? No, not not really. I mean, Spokane is the, the largest metro area, about 550,000 people, and Cooney County is about 170-ish. So, uh, you know, we're, we're all close together. It's, it's a similar community, but yet we are independent. We are different over here in Idaho, as was demonstrated during COVID. Now, the reason I bring this all up is because there's a lot of people that want Eastern Washington to join Idaho or, or parts of Oregon to join Idaho uh, because of that free county state you speak of, right? Yeah, and, you know, a, a good friend of mine, Rob Chase, who uh, you may or may not know, he, he was a state legislator in uh, Spokane area for uh, the 4th District and a former county treasurer. Uh, he's really involved in the liberty movement and the, you know, the 51st state of Columbia, I believe it is. I may have that name slightly wrong. But, yeah, I mean, Idaho uh, attracts eastern Oregon and eastern Washington, and we all share the same similar values of life, liberty, and property. All right. Are you friends with Matt Shea? I, I know Matt. I have not talked to Matt in uh, several years, but uh, definitely know Matt. All right. Anyway, Matt Shea is one of my good friends, sits on one of the boards that I've been involved with and stuff like that. Uh, just a great gentleman is why I bring him up. Now, uh, Dan Wilson has on his website, uh, theidahosheriff.com. That's right, theidahosheriff.com. Uh, Dan Wilson, quote, I do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Very few people are willing to highlight that oath. They take it because they have to to be elected, uh, but then they kind of forget about it, don't they? They sure do, and I think that when you take an oath, uh, you really should be reading what you're saying, and you, you need to adopt that because if you cannot solemnly swear that you will support and defend, so we're talking about supporting and defending the Constitution uh, against, as, as it said, Enemies, foreign, and domestic. And the reality is we do have both right here, right now in our country. Those that want to get rid of our liberty, as we saw demonstrated during the summer of 2020 through COVID and through the riots that took place in the uh, you know, Midwest and in Seattle and in Portland. So we, we do know there are people here that hate us. They hate the American life. They hate the Bill of Rights. 
And uh, yeah, we, as a sheriff, it's your job to protect your people in your county from these foreign and domestic threats. All right. It's kind of interesting. Uh, you explain on your website why you're running for sheriff, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really was concerned when I saw the attempted end run around the, the Constitution of the Bill of Rights in 2020. The minute that they started talking about 15 days to stop the spread, I told my wife, I said, this is an attempted end run around the Constitution. Uh, at that time, I was living in Spokane and had both my construction companies operating. And I, I literally uh, gave Jay Inslee the, the double middle fingers and we did not comply. We were never gonna shut down. We, we didn't do anything that we were by the government told to do. But I saw through all of this that the government came in at the federal, state, and local level, and it started squishing people out, uh, telling people where they could and couldn't go, who they could and could not see, the things that they could do, the places they could travel, the businesses that could be open versus the businesses that could not be open. And it was do as I say, not as I do. We, we saw you know, the double standard rule of law should be uh, the same throughout the country. And we're being told to stay home, wear a mask, uh, social distance. But if you are protesting so-called police brutality, we can burn, loot, destroy complete cities. We can take a, a uh, you know, a, a federal building in Portland and lay siege to it for over a hundred something days. There was no equal justice under the law for so many people. And so when Biden was sworn in in January, and after watching what was happening to the J6ers and no due process, I was very, very concerned. We knew what was going to occur in our future with the rampant invasion at our southern and northern borders. We saw the attempted usurpation of people's rights, the forced jabs. Um, we saw so many things coming down the road, and I observed that in no time in the past three years has Kootenai County been getting ready for what I believe is on the horizon. And the sheriff's job is, yes, to pro- provide all the law and order that is that we normally think of with law enforcement, but to also look at the horizon and get the people ready. All right, hang tight. Dan Wilson with me, ladies and gentlemen. He wants to be sheriff of Kootenai County, Idaho. TheIdahoSheriff.com. In the medical field, IT security is crucial. Our highly skilled consultants are HIPAA certified and have 20 plus years of experience servicing medical clinics, billing and supply companies. We offer comprehensive endpoint protection, guarding your computers and servers against all stages of threats. And with our 24-7 monitoring services, you'll never worry about extensive downtime again. Ready to level up your IT support? Call 801-706-6980 today and discover how great IT services can be with managed IT services. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Dan Wilson, candidate for sheriff in Kootenai County, Idaho, thecountysheriff.com to learn more about his incredible campaign, what he's working on and doing. Dan Wilson, I do solemnly swear to uphold the Constitution. I will support and defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Uh, he literally, why he's running for sheriff is he saw an end run around the Constitution come COVID time and felt like, you know what? <laughs> uh, this is wrong. They're violating their oath of office by not defending. They're literally um, violating the Constitution, breaking the law. Uh, sadly, when you have leaders that that do this, it, it's criminal, folks. It's wrong. Let's talk a little bit about the current sheriff. Who is he and, and, and what's wrong with this guy? Well, his name is Robert uh, Norris, and he originally hails 30 years from Los Angeles Sheriff's Department where he worked for most of his years under the Department of Homeland Security. So he was tied in with the feds for quite a long time. In fact, he's since taken a lot of his credentials down, but when he ran in 2020, he liked to brag about how tight he was with all the trainings that he had with federal law enforcement. And I believe that, you know, he is, he is so comfortable with his federal counterparts that he has taken his eye off the ball, which is, as you know, Hamilton talks about this in Federalist 85, that we can safely rely on the disposition of the state legislators to erect a barrier against the federal government, right? And that means that we have to have our separations of power between not only the, the three branches, but, later, but, but vertically between the, the state, the feds, and the counties. And so I believe that as sheriff, you must first focus on your duty to protect the people and not play footsie with, with your federal counterparts. And so over the past several years, we have observed that Sheriff Norris has brought in a lot of his friends from uh, Southern California, and they have uh, assisted in his command staff. I, I know that his undersheriff is former Santa Ana. So really what, what we have is we have Los Angeles Sheriff's Department of the North and a lot of that corruption, the pay to play uh, crap that was happening down there is being brought up into Coonie County. And look, the people are being duped because the sheriff says he's pro second amendment. And, you know, he signs these red flag law, you know, uh, pledges, but, but it's all talk. And 
I don't know why we as Americans get so duped by politicians when they say, especially a sheriff, well, I'm going to protect your gun rights. As sheriff, you must protect all of the people's rights as found in the Bill of Rights. And you don't see these sheriffs that, that run around saying, well, I'm going to protect your First Amendment and I'm going to protect your Fourth Amendment rights. But people are gullible and they hear those statements and they think, well, that's all I need. It's he's, he's going to protect my gun rights and therefore he's got to be a good sheriff. Have you sat down with Robert to try to help him understand the Constitution and, and is he willing to learn? Well, first of all, I, I have sat down with him. I have not attempted to teach him because as sheriff, you should already know that. Uh, like, for example, liberty-minded men like you and me and, and others that have been on your show, men of discernment know what's happening before it happens, right? So, for example, the current sheriff, when he was a candidate in early 2020, he made these YouTube videos where he is lecturing the people of Kootenai County for gathering in too large of groups and urging us to listen to trusted sources like the CDC and like Panhandle Health. It was telling everybody, you know, these, these arbitrary rules of, of what you can or can't do during COVID. And people have come back to defend him and saying, well, he didn't know then what he knows now. And I argue and say that a liberty-minded man that is supposed to be sheriff should understand at the very onset when liberty is at stake. And if a guy like me can do that and never shut my businesses down and to, to see it for what it is, this isn't time for on-the-job training. You need a sheriff that has been liberty-minded his entire life and truly adheres to the Bill of Rights. So, yeah, I, that's a long answer, but I don't, I don't think it's my job to actually school the sheriff on uh, how the Constitution works. There's no doubt a lot of sheriffs don't know how it works. There's no doubt they should know when they swear an oath to that. However, I know yeah. it's common in law enforcement to, for people not to know. Even Sheriff Mack, for example, Richard Mack, wasn't really a constitutional mm -hmm. law enforcement officer in the beginning. He had to kind of wake up and kind of understand that stuff. Sure. Uh, and it, so I uh, recommend if you go to CSPOA.org, you can download our 2014 resolution. And the question mm -hmm. would be, would this guy sign that document? Well, my understanding is that he has refused, and I, I think that any time Sheriff Mack has been brought up by people who are in the know for the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officer Association, which I am a member and have been a member, uh, he, he gets visibly agitated, and he says, well, I am a Constitutional Sheriff. So I, I think that, you know, when you listen to what he says, he skates right up to the edge and discerning people can tell that he's not committing to something. He's put a lot of lip service in, but he doesn't have actual commitment. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a serious, serious problem, isn't it? The current sheriff lacks a strong sense um, on policies. He doesn't understand that these are principles that govern. And so I don't know when you say you don't know then what you know now, um, these things don't change, ladies and gentlemen. No. Your right to keep and bear arms didn't change with COVID. Your right to free speech and freedom of assembly and freedom to religion, those things didn't change because of COVID. And he's making it sound like they changed and he had to adapt or kind of learn or grow. That isn't true. Okay? What about proactive measures 
to provide a shield of protection for we the people. Is he doing that now then? If he knows better now, is he doing that now? Is he telling the IRS to take a hike? No, I mean, in, in fact, what he does is he has, he, he's campaigning nonstop. I mean, literally, he will show up for these uh, coffee with your sheriff talks, and he'll bring 12 of his command staff with him to each one of these events. And we're talking about John Q and Jane Doe Americans that come to ask their question things about simple law and order. Uh, but he's always in campaign mode, and what he does at some of these town halls that he has is he always likes to brag about his stats, SAC, special agent in charge, because anytime he has a question, well, I call the SAC and I ask them, rather than saying, hey, folks, uh, our three-letter agency friends, uh, come on in to the sheriff's office. We're all going to, we're going to sit down, we're going to have a conversation about how things work in this county. You guys are guests here. And this is the conduct that will be allowed. This is the conduct that will not be allowed. But to continually at every town hall state, well, I, I wanted to know something, so I called my sack. I, I'm sorry, that, that, that's phoning it in. That's not doing your job. Your job should be to know what is going on firsthand, just like the, the immigration issue or the invasion. Uh, last fall, he was touting that there's really no signs of any illegal invaders being here in Kootenai County. And he calls his Border Patrol section chief to, to ask him about it. I myself went down about a month ago with uh, Mark Lamb and my wife. We went for 14 hours down to the Arizona border. We found that NGO camp that was east of Sazabe, Arizona, where they were, you know, it's the, the uh, the No More Deaths Camp, where there were hundreds of military-aged males from Africa and the Middle East that were at these camps and walking down uninhibited on United States soil with no border patrol anywhere around. And, of course, we know where they're trafficking them too. But, you know, our current sheriff doesn't even have the motivation on his own dime to take a trip down to the border talk to some of these border sheriffs and see firsthand the danger that we as Americans are facing. He continually doubles down on it and says, well, you know, we still haven't seen any signs and, and the reports that people in Kootenai County and Coeur d'Alene have seen buses, these white buses pull up to a Ross clothing uh, store and a bunch of these males getting out, going into the store in the middle of the day and walking out with suitcases. Look, that doesn't just mean that, that you're up to nefarious reasons for buying a suitcase, but at the same time, we're telling reasonable people to disregard what they're seeing when we know that over 12 million people at a minimum have come into this country. And yet the current sheriff wants to pretend everything's in control, there's no problems, and people are just profiling foreign speakers. And what does this sheriff say when you say even Joe Biden's admitting there's a crisis at the border now? Even Democrats who complained it didn't exist are now going, wait a minute, they're overrunning our cities, what do we do? What does he say in the face of all that evidence? He doesn't talk about it. In fact, his, this is how weird it gets. So his campaign manager hailed from Washington, D.C., and just showed up about 10 years ago in Kootenai County. 
And so this guy was Bob Norris's campaign manager after Bob Norris is sworn in as sheriff in 2021. He gives a special deputy status to this campaign manager where he can share information, law enforcement information back and forth. Well, this county, this, this uh, uh, campaign manager goes on to run for county commissioner, and he now is a county commissioner with this special deputy status. There's no separation between the, the powers, right, between the purse, the county commissioner, and the executive with the sheriff's office. But what's going on is Bruce Matari is running everything for Bob Norris. Bob Norris is not capable of formulating his own thoughts. It's Bruce Matari that's doing all this strategizing. All right, hang tight. Dan Wilson with me, ladies and gentlemen. He's running for sheriff in Idaho, the city, primary city that you'll know is Coeur d'Alene. Hang tight. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. California continues to get drenched by atmospheric river storms. This week, Governor Gavin Newsom is activating the state's emergency operations center. Cal OES spokesman Brian Ferguson. Along the central coast and down into Los Angeles County, we're worried about flash flooding and land movement. And that's largely associated with the ground being just so saturated with water from the series of storms. There should also be a major snow melt in the coming days from the series of storms. Without a final agreement on key foreign aid or a deal to fund the government longer term, Congress is entering a two-week recess. Lawmakers are slated to return to Capitol Hill February 28th, just two days before the March 1st deadline, to fund certain government agencies while the rest must be funded by March 8th. Congress also leaves while it's in the middle of working out the details of competing multi-billion dollar foreign aid proposals out of the House and Senate. Police in East Texas are offering more details since an officer-involved shooting that involved a teenager who brandished a gun at his school. The teen carried the gun into Pioneer Technology and Arts Academy, a charter school in Mesquite, just east of Dallas. Officers responded and attempted to negotiate with the subject. During the process of negotiating, an officer-involved shooting occurred. Mesquite Police Sergeant Curtis Phillips says the student with the gun was wounded. There were no other injuries reported. The jury continues deliberations in the civil corruption trial involving Wayne LaPierre, the former CEO of the National Rifle Association. The trial's happening in a New York City courtroom. LaPierre's charged for allegedly misusing donated funds to the NRA. His attorney is calling the trial a political witch hunt. A man arrested for setting fire to a church in North Providence, Rhode Island. This happened on Thursday. 35-year-old Kevin Colantonio is facing charges after setting several fires around the exterior of the Shiloh Gospel Temple early February 11th. This is USA News. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. 
800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off with America surrendering to terrorists. Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake. Twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. We got Dan Wilson with me. He's running for county sheriff. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Wilson with me. Uh, his website, theidahosheriff.com. Uh, and we need a candidate that will really stand up for what counts, ladies and gentlemen. Kootenai County, Idaho needs a sheriff that will bring the leadership, strength, uh, and direction to their county. They got to deal with, sadly, the drug epidemic, trafficking. That's human trafficking, by the way. It's tragic, to say the least. And other evil forces that the county uh, has not yet seen. It's coming, sadly. And we better be ready for it as it does. They can deny it all day, uh, but when uh, carnage happens in your area, you will, um, well, you'll know the truth. Uh, we hope you wake up in time. Uh, but uh, one of the things I like about Dan Wilson is he understands the posse idea, which is, you know what, the sheriff can be the absolute leader. He can keep his oath of office, but what he really needs is the American people to support him and stand with him in the sacred cause of liberty. So DW, or Dan Wilson, has on his website the ability to join his email posse. Uh, when you become sheriff, does that become a, an on-the-ground posse as well? Well, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, that's our campaign posse. But when I become sheriff, the very first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to start 
a citizen posse of vetted individuals from multi-disciplines that can be on the ready for helping to secure the county. And it comes in every kind of discipline you can think of, from engineers to operators to radio men to water treatment folks. Uh, you name it, whatever the skill that you have, we're going to find out what you do. We're going to get the county ready to use whatever services that, that you can bring in the event that we must call up our good citizens of this county. And as you said, posse comitatus, power to the county. The sheriff must secure the county. That is what he's mandated by law as the chief elected official, chief law enforcement elected official in the county. And so the posse is a, a great way to bring everybody together under a common command to secure the county. All right, I want to talk a little bit about your uh, possibility of success. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you think this guy can be beat? I mean, is, it, is the media going to be friendly enough to you? Do you have enough ground troops that it's all coming down to funding and, and, and people on the ground that can kind of help with the campaign? Uh, how real do you think it will be in terms of actually winning? Oh, we're, we're absolutely uh, neck and neck on this. And, you know, we're getting more and more uh, people that are switching after we have discussions with them. And I just lay out really what's at stake. Uh, the media always is, is going to be anti uh, really conservative, uh, constitutionally minded guys. And that's okay. My entire life, I've, I've lived this and I, I, I got big shoulders. But here's what I can tell you our end run is social media. And the current sheriff doesn't even have even a shadow of what we're able to accomplish in getting our message out to people, not only locally, but in the region and around the world. So our message is getting stronger every single day. And we absolutely are going to win this for the people. And as, as, it, as our founder said, duty is mine, results are God's. Amen to that. All right, I want to tell you a quick story, and then I want to get your take on this. So in my county, um, the government said this guy didn't pay his taxes to the IRS. He claims he doesn't owe those taxes. Whether you agree with him or don't agree with him isn't the point. Uh, what happened was the government literally came in and stole his house. Uh, and they took his house and they auctioned it off and sold it. Uh, and he never got proper due process of law. So I went to my county sheriff and said, hey, sheriff, you know what? I don't care if you agree with this guy or not. You know, don't call him a tax cheat. Uh, you know, we're not into the debate here. What we're into is saying, hey, this guy deserves, like everybody else, due process of law. And he has not been afforded due process. And the sheriff said, oh, I'll look into it. And then he came back to me and he said, Sam, the government tells me they did follow due process. And I said, Sheriff, it's not up to you to just rely on the government to determine that. You need to find out, has your citizen been given due process? If not, you need to stand up for your citizen and say, look, I'm not going to debate the tax code with you, but I am going to guarantee uh, due process to my citizen. Uh, he wouldn't do it. And so I'm saying shame on my county sheriff for that stance. He literally just caved to the feds. Uh, and to this sure. day, this guy's in jail now. He's lost his house. He's been in jail for like six months now. And he still hasn't even been given complete due process. Yeah. And I'm saying yeah. I don't care if you're on which side of the debate you're on on this thing. Due process is quintessential to it, freedom it in America. Is. What would you do in this case? Well, I think that I would have actually done my due diligence to, to demand that those agencies produce the documents for me to review. And I would put a stop to it. I would, I would do everything in my power and authority in order to delay whatever decisions were being made so that the facts could come out and we could make certain that everything was on the up and up. I, again, people can claim stuff all the time. And we know that in Proverbs, it says, you know, 
what one one story sounds believable until you hear the other side, but you're exactly right. Without due process, without making certain that both sides have been heard and been able to put up their evidence, uh, then yeah, that's that's a, a tyrannical move to seize the most basic property of a person of a man, his home. It's a disgrace. What if they say, hey, you know, COVID's kicking up again or some other crisis of the day, and they're like, hey, you, you've got to shut down these businesses or this church or, you know, people can't worship and stuff. What are you going to say? It will not happen on my watch. And I've, I've had a track record in my own personal life with my companies uh, before I was ever thinking of running for an office. So I've, I've actually done it when I was my, – my reputation and my, my treasure, my finances were on the line. And I will never, ever – force anybody to give up their dangerous liberty for a certain security. It will not happen. One of the things that I find interesting about sheriffs is that they're not willing to just meet the people on their own terms. So if I call my sheriff and say, hey, I want to sit down with you, he probably won't have time for me. Or The only way I can do it is if I get a group of us, then he'll come in a very controlled, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, very controlled circumstance. Uh, Environment, Mm -hmm. yeah, where he kind of, you know, holds the cards or uh, whatever else, and I've got a problem with that. When we elect him, um, yeah. there's a, a bank in my area called Zion's Bank, and they say, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And I look mm-hmm. at the sheriff, and I go, have you forgotten who put you in office, buddy? Yeah. Well, well Sam, you're, you're exactly right. And the, the problem is the sheriff is an elected position, and we've been duped into thinking that in order to be a sheriff, you have to be a tenured uh, uh, lawman. And the, the problem is the sheriff is the representative. He needs to be talking with the people. He needs to be listening. He needs to be setting the vision. He needs to be protecting people. The undersheriffs run the operation, the captains, the command staff. But the sheriff should be able to afford the time to meet with the people that he represents. And I think that that's what a lot of our sheriffs have lost. Uh, they, they've lost the understanding of exactly what it is. It is not a career lawman that just happens to go through the ranks and become sheriff. In the state of Idaho, there's three things that are required to be a sheriff. 21 years of age, a citizen of the United States, and a citizen of the county in which you want to run for sheriff. They did that on purpose because they know that the representation for the chief law enforcement entity in the county should come from among the people. All right, there's a great, great section on your website. It says, Explore My Priorities. Uh, I was going to let you go at 45 after. I'm hoping you can stay the whole hour, though. We're going to take a break here in a second. But I want to talk about Explore My Priorities because that's a very interesting thing. If you become sheriff, then uh, let's talk about what would be your priorities. Can't wait. Absolutely. Um, do you want me to start now? Or are we going to a break? Or Yeah, no, we'll start, and then uh, the break will cut us off, but we'll continue after. Perfect. Well, having been a 25-year successful businessman and dealing with all sorts of uh, uh, subject matter experts that I bring in to surround myself uh, to, to help me run my companies, uh, dealing with budgets and personnel and, and multi-million dollar contracts, the very first thing that a businessman that has also been a 12-year law enforcement officer, I'm going to go in and ask the county commissioners for budget to do a complete forensic audit of the sheriff's office from top to bottom to have an accurate understanding of exactly where every dollar is going 
and then to analyze it for waste or where we need to reallocate it. The, the current sheriff wants to raise taxes, and I think that that is, is absolutely uh, not needed until we understand if we're correctly using the taxpayer's dollars. So once we, we do that, the, the other priorities that I have in place are to start that citizen's policy that you and I were talking about just a few minutes ago. And along with that, under the volunteer services division of the sheriff's office that I'm going to start, we're going to also bring in a reserve officer program where we're going to, according to Idaho state law, post police officer standards and training, we have the ability to bring in other law enforcement officers that are recently separated from their other agencies within three years. They can apply to become a deputy, uh, reserve deputy at the Putin County Sheriff's Office. And once the backgrounds and everything are cleared, uh, they can challenge post. And uh, we have all of a sudden gained a fourth multiplier of season. Hang tight, Dan Wilson. Quick pause back in a flash on your radio, folks. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him the beast his power. Revelation 13:2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present-day, end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Kootenai County, Idaho, ladies and gentlemen, Dan Wilson running for sheriff, theidahosheriff.com. You were talking about this reservists where you'd be able to deputize people and bring people in from uh, other agencies. Um, yeah. I think it's a great idea because I think we can staff ourselves that way and have plenty of support when needed, Dan. Yeah, and, and the city of Spokane, which is adjacent to Kootenai County, 
they have a similar program of reserve officers. I was a reserve officer there. And it brings in about $800,000 of volunteer service to the city. And instead of raising taxes, I think that one of the creative things that we have, this is Copland up here. We have so many law enforcement officers from around the country relocating, retiring up to Cooney County. My belief is, is that these people that love the county would gladly uh, volunteer for our reserve deputy program. So they would be working with full-time deputies. They, they have all the years of experience of seasoned lawmen. And so they're there to help facilitate uh, additional support in patrol for the current deputy. So instead of having a one-man car, you got a two-man car. And I just think it's a win-win for the county. And uh, that, that is going to definitely be part of my, my immediate strategy for getting this county along with the citizens' posse, uh, get this county ready for what may be coming down the road. And, you know, my, my, uh, my, my competitor uh, never talked about this for the first three years he was in office, but after he got a win, now he's adopted uh, a very similar platform that he's uh, claiming that he's going to do. But he had three years to do it, and just now he's, he's seeing the light of getting a citizen's posse. So, but, you know, it's, it always comes back down to securing people's life, liberty, and property. And as a strong county uh, of, of individuals that come together to help participate in their, their own security and safety, it's a win-win. And I am excited because I know the resiliency. I know how great and good the, the citizens are of Kootenai County. We just need a little bit of direction. We need somebody to gather everybody together with a common goal to be prepared. And that's what the sheriff's job is to do, is to prepare the people to save them from anything that would come after their life, liberty, or property. All right, there's a term that's kind of fallen, fallen out of favor that I think we need to bring back in America, and especially in every county in the country, over 3,000 counties. We've got to bring it back in all of them. And that's called community policing. And the idea was, you know what, the, the, the sheriff used to know the people in his county. He used to have a relationship. He used to have kind of an open-door policy. You want to talk to somebody, uh, you know what, I can't make it today because I've got this, but I've got a deputy that will meet with you or whatever. It doesn't always yes. have to be the sheriff. Uh, but the idea would be you would learn and know the people, and, and therefore you would – kind of get out of your cars and spend time out with the people and then know their sheriff. And, and most importantly, the youngsters uh, would see a role model, one, but two, feel like they've got a friend uh, in the law enforcement uh, business, et cetera. And, and so this community policing means kind of get out of your car, get out of your ivory towers, so to speak, uh, and, and be with the people and spend time with the people and get to know the people and everything like that. That, to me, is one of the most crucial components that we need, especially young people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, of course, we work 24-7, 365 in law enforcement. So in those daylight hours when we are around a an awake community, that absolutely makes sense. I did that in my role as a police officer uh, when I was reserve police officer with Spokane and Liberty Lake. And that requires in a county that is as large as Kootenai County, 1,500 square miles, it requires deputies that work the daytime shifts uh, to be able to be in local community areas uh, to where they can be recognized. But you have to have dedicated uh, district cars with the same guys working those. And, and right now we don't, we just don't have that. So 
I do agree with you. Kids need to see a positive role model. We need to see the idea come back of a calling in law enforcement versus a job. This is another one of the things that we're going to change in Coonan County Sheriff's Office is we're going to remind the deputies that when you are in law enforcement, is a, it is a calling similar to if you become a clergy or a teacher. You're not there just for the paycheck. If you're there just for the paycheck, you, you have the wrong motivation. I agree 100%. One good thing that happened in Idaho, and it's not done yet, but it's a start, is this. Idaho House of Representatives uh, put together a bill and passed a bill prohibiting future mask mandates. Idaho dispatch with this piece. Uh, We need the Senate to pass it and the governor to sign it. Don't know if they will, but it's a heroic stand, to say the least, Sheriff. Yeah, and you know, our legislators from up here in the north are the most conservative, liberty-minded legislators that, that is found anywhere in the state, statistically. And so oftentimes, our good legislators up here introduce these bills, uh, and they are bulldogs on them, only to get defeated by rhinos from southern Idaho or the, the Boise area. So... I'm hoping that uh, they will get a lot more of these uh, anti-federal type mandates and that we can remain uh, by law at a free area where there are penalties when bureaucrats, unelected officials attempt to control the people like we saw in COVID. And it was egregious. I will never, ever, ever allow that to happen in my county, what they tried to do in 2020 and in 2021. All right. I mentioned our CSPOA resolution. Uh, It's available. The 2014 resolution is available at CSPOA.org. And that resolution Mm -hmm. has been used by many counties to become constitutional counties. Uh, Would that be one push for you to become a constitutional county and and, and modify that resolution slightly to make it county worthy and then, and then push to say, look, feds, you can't cross certain lines in our county state. You can't cross certain lines in our county. Yes, we want to coordinate and work with you uh, when you mind your P's and Q's. Yes, we agree there's coordination. And, and look, I'm not a dictator in my county, but we do have three branches of government in our county. And we're going to insist that those three branches uh, have their local authority that, that they're supposed to have. That's critical, yeah. too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Again, separation of powers, everyone is, every branch or, or government is accountable to the others, but not ruled by the others. So, you know, as a sheriff, you don't just make up laws, uh, but your job is to make certain that everybody is abiding by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So anything that is pro-liberty, that is pro-Bill of Rights, pro-Constitution, pro the people of the county, uh, without violating anybody else's rights. I'm, I'm a big supporter of that and would sign anything that uh, upheld people's rights to those things like liberty and property. I've asked all the questions of this whole hour. Is there anything I've left out that you just want to mention? Well, I think that we have to remember that we live in tough times and hard times, but we have great hope. We did not descend from fearful men, but men who understood the times that they were living in and they pledge together their lives, their fortunes, because of their sacred honor. And that sacred honor has been passed down from generation to generation through major conflicts from the Civil War to the World Wars. We are among giants. They have set the course for us. And with a lot of hard work, all of us as Americans banding together to remember it is we the people. 
hard work, reliance on God, we can turn things around. As far as I understand, come April, Sheriff Max coming your way to speak publicly and everything else. Uh, I wonder if this other sheriff's willing to sit down with a good sheriff, Richard Mack. Well, I, I would hope so. I know that he, to date, uh, as I've been told firsthand, has never bothered to meet with Sheriff Mack. So um, I, I, I would hope that for the, the well-being of the citizens, he would want to meet with Sheriff Mack and to listen to what Mack has to say. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot to this, and we need to take America back one county at a time. All yeah. issues are local. That's where yeah. the solutions start. That's where we have the most authority as individuals. That's where we have the most control. And it's vital that we elect those who are like-minded, who understand the proper role of limited constitutional government. Uh, thus, we submit to you Dan Wilson, uh, the county, or uh, what is it, the Idaho Sheriff? The Idaho, yeah, the Idaho Sheriff.com. And we're on all social media. In fact, we're having a lot of fun on Instagram, Facebook, uh, X on, uh, on our, our pages, posting about things going on, making videos. Uh, I encourage everybody to follow us on those at the Idaho Sheriff and to share and promote our page. And we need donations. If, if a small guy like me is facing this big Goliath, uh, I need every donation that people can send our way. There you have it. Bob Songer, our dear sheriff in, in uh, Glickatech County, Washington, created a guide to help other sheriffs develop their posses. And so that might be of assistance to you as you put your posse together, too. We're praying for your success, sir. Uh, why don't you give us a parting shot? I know that things are tough. But as I said earlier, we did not descend from these fearful men. We have a great God in heaven who says that if people repent from what they're doing and follow him and commit to him, he will help them. And I know that Kootenai County, when I become sheriff, we are going to move towards becoming that bastion of freedom, that shining city on a hill for all other counties around the United States to see what a constitutional county looks like, a bastion of freedom for the people. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, theidahosheriff.com to learn more, to get involved. We need to raise money all over the country. We need to set this up as a standard uh, in America. Thank you, Dan Wilson. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Be a strong courage. and God bless you all. That's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic we just ask that you get involved make it a great day and choose the right will you we declare this nation shall endure god save the republic of the united states of america